Hi, and welcome to Talking to Artists, a casual weekly conversation where artists share their inspirations, process, challenges, and business ideas to give art lovers and aspiring artists a peek behind the curtain. I'm Kate Taylor, full-time Canadian artist and your host today. Thanks so much for joining us. Good morning. So uh, welcome to Talking to Artists from my uh, my hospital room. And um, I just, uh, you know, the reason I'm doing this is because I honestly, I actually feel okay. I have some respiratory, a respiratory infection that they're trying to get to the bottom of. Um, so basically, yeah, I just wanted to say I'm doing it from my hospital bed uh, here at Sunnybrook. They're treating me super well. Thank you uh, for joining us. So today we're, I've changed it a little bit. We're going to talk to Carolyn Laidley-Arn. Um, and so we're going to talk a little bit about her inspiration and look at her studio and stuff like that, which is uh, super cool. And um, we're also going to actually talk a little bit about uh, the risks that artists face with some of the materials that they use. And I think that that's, that's obviously, I've had a lot of people questioning why I'm here because of the resin that I use. Um, I can't certainly say that that's not the case. It might be. So I'm going to uh, let Carolyn in for a little bit. I just wanted to, um, actually, maybe I'll do that right now. Okay, as Carolyn's joining us, um, I just also wanted to say that, uh, hey, Carolyn. <laughs> Hi, Kate. How are you doing? How are you? Good. I can just see the top of your head, though. So you're in your studio, Carolyn? I am. I have a little backyard studio at my house that I built uh, two years ago. And I use it, and my daughter uses it, and it's a little, just like a little she shed. <laughs> oh, cool. So Carolyn is, is an artist who, uh, she's an emerging artist with a degree in um, interior design and she's worked in construction and she also, and so she's also on the board of the Artist Network and was, she was really instrumental in getting us, working with the City of Toronto, getting us the space at the, uh, the Artist Network Gallery at Leslie Grove Gallery, so thank you so much. So anyway, yeah, give us a, talk to you about your, maybe you like talk a little bit about your work and your inspiration and show us your studio. Yeah, so um, I I do work full-time, as you mentioned, in commercial real estate. And uh, when COVID hit, that sort of ended. There aren't a lot of people out there looking for office space right at the moment. And mm -hmm. at the same time, I had intentions to do quite a few art shows uh, this summer. I did about nine or ten last year. And, well, suffice to say, they all got cancelled as well. So I'll talk a little bit about my art, my inspiration, but why don't I give you a little tour of the studio? It's I'm ten by ten, so this is like closet size. Oh, um, no, I'm too jealous. I'm sure I have a space like that. <laughs> I share with my daughter, so. And your daughter does um, pet portraits and stuff. I mean, among other things, but right? She does. So this is some of her uh, most recent work. Um, oh, cool. Always the mother is proud, right? And then I have kind of a little storage area over here. I can hang my art there, table, uh, some art, um, things that are going to become something else, uh, storage for uh, work that's already been done. Here's my drawer of spray paint, and we can talk about that later, yeah. uh, but I love it. Um, uh, and then um, one of my uh, more recent works, this was done pre-COVID, and this one's about 36 by 36. 
Prior to the uh, whole sort of shutdown, I was inspired by uh, silhouettes of people. Um, I was down in Florida over the uh, Christmas holidays, and I took a lot of photographs of people sort of interacting with nature. And my idea was to sort of juxtapose those into work and figure out a couple of different ways to do that. This was a Mennonite couple that I watched for, I think the full day, all they did was look for shells and it was really cool. And so then I transposed those into these, sorry if you can't see it, sort of stencils, which I hand cut. And then what I've done is I've used them in some ways to have very isolated, um, these are called the observation series. And in other ways, what I've done is made groupings. And one of the pieces is, this one was in uh, the Riverdale, or the, in Leslie Grove Gallery. This is the pair to it. This one's called Inhale, but it's really just layers upon layers of spray-painted um, stencils and other uh, kind of materials and screens. And, you know, the funny thing is, is that this is very, well, I mean, we sure. don't see crowds anymore. Hmm? It's it's weird, yeah, for sure. So, and again, uh, this is really working with the positive and negative uh, spaces. So, so that's what I was doing uh, pre-COVID. And it's it's funny um, too because you know I, you kind of look at it, and it's so funny that your my instinct reaction is like they're standing too close together. <laughs> it's kind of a it's kind of a stress. Well, it's true. You know, part of what I loved about this is the excitement and the crowd and the, you know, gathering and how people were interacting. And it just looks like a fun, exciting time, except maybe now not so much. So, yeah. you know, it would also be a dream about how we might get back together or something I would have created post-COVID. So, but in fact, it was before. Yeah. Um, so as soon as uh, COVID hit, you know, my my business sort of uh, dried up effectively or went on hold. Everything just sort of froze for a couple of months. Well, like a, and, like a lot of artists, you kind of, you, you have your plan laid out. You've got your, you know, what you're going to do, how you're going to do it. And the summer, of course, is so critical for artist sales that when that, that rug got kind of pulled out from everybody's, everybody kind of had to really do some fast pivoting to figure out what you were going to do, not only with your time, because you there's only, I mean, a lot of artists had a challenge creating in an environment where they were kind of depressed too, because there was so much uncertainty. Yeah. But, um, but I know what you did because I've got one right here. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely. love it. Don't you love the colors? Oh, it's, like yeah. me, huh? <laughs> it's so pretty. And I have another one uh, that uh, I picked up down at Blue Crow for you. Oh, um, so yeah, you. that's, that's what I did. So basically, since March, I started making masks that were for uh, retail worker, frontline workers, but more the ones that were forgotten. So within a couple of months, I or a month or so, I had given away about almost 200 masks. Wow. Um, and then I um, I started making masks, and I was really concerned about making sure there were good ones. There were a lot of ones that were made from China. Basically, you wash them once and they fell apart and they were in all kinds of awful fabrics that you'd never want to breathe through. Yeah. And it was a whole movement and it was a whole, you know, sort of um, a strange time and every day was different. 
And that's what I did. And I really got overwhelmed by the time that I spent. And I would work till 12 or 1 in the morning just doing them. And I still do produce probably about um, uh, anywhere between uh, 60 and 80 a week. And then I'm also trying to uh, take a little time off too because it's tends to burn you out a little bit. Yeah. But I do want to say like they are like the fronts are lovely too, but I love the insides too. Like it's like a little <laughs> it's like a little surprise you get on the inside. And they've got yeah. the uh, the envelope for the filters and I know you provided the filters and uh, so I've watched mine yeah. a number of times and it still looks amazing and it's just it's yeah. so handy. It's handy certainly to have something that you can kind of tuck in your pocket and you can use all the time. And since I've just tested now for the second time negative for COVID, it works. But yes. I'm also, I guess, vain enough to think that when I deliver my art, I like to wear something that kind of fits my branding of bright colors and well, that's yes. fun too. Having more than one, so you're not always in the same one, correct? Yeah. Well, <laughs> mind you, I've been pretty much at home, so I've been doing a lot of isolating anyway. So I have a very small, yeah. uh, small circle right now. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, so that's been keeping me busy. I'm um, sort of feeling like I'd like to get back to art. And um, I participated in the uh, raw exhibit on the front lawn uh, this week, last weekend, which was fun. And, you know, it kind of felt good to sort of get everything up and look at it. And yeah, maybe that would be, that you know, would have been cool. Yeah. And even like, yeah. obviously, there's a lot of this pivoting is around things like the Riverdale Art Walk is now online and you know, having to try and figure out how to get all of those images online. It's a different experience than it is actually in real life. And the art's so, so tactile, you know, you want to sort of touch it and see it. Yeah. And that is Well, I think that the organization, uh, Artist Network, I mean, well, you know, we've been meeting as a board for about two hours every week for the last 15 weeks. Yeah. And we've surely accomplished a lot to try to help artists got an online show we've got the Riverdale Art Walk which is on until end of this month the weekend yeah the end of the month and it really uh it's really helped we've had some awesome educational seminars we've got a gallery set up and Marjolyn Vanderhart goes there and she'll interview artists in front of the pieces and I mean I think that we've been extremely innovative and done everything we can possibly think of yeah. Um, so, you know, surely that's, uh, that's helped. Yeah, I think so. Too. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, so this you... is an unusual, sorry, go ahead. No, yeah. So this is an unusual interview, Kate, while you're in your hospital bed, you've done so much for the artists in the community and it's just amazing. And the testament to how many people that, uh, really, um, provided feedback has been, uh, amazing. And so many people concerned about you. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, um, you know, I sort of talked a little bit about that at the beginning. And, of course, uh, when they found I was here, it sounded like the first thing is, like, you need to stop resonating. And it's, you know, it's something yeah. that, for me, I I have a love-hate relationship with resin. Like, I, I don't love to do it, but I do love the effect. And um, yeah. and I do wear, um, I actually have, an, uh, like, an N95 mask that I wear when I'm resonating. And I did a lot of research to be careful about that. But I think there's still, obviously, potential off-gassing that you know, you don't really know how that's going to happen or what the long-term benefits are. And I think that, you know, it's kind of brought up another point too, that, you know, a lot of artists use things that are really uh, dangerous, like you use spray paint, but even for myself, like the resin is an obvious danger that kind of is a bit of a red flag for people. But the other part is that, you know, I, when I, even when I sand the panels and it's a very fine wood grain, like absorbing that into your lungs too is really not healthy. So I, 
if I remember, I wear a mask for that too, but you do spray paint. Well, I, I took two seconds and I went around my studio and I pulled out some things. And I think that a lot of art collectors don't really realize, and I think a lot of artists possibly don't realize too, what the dangers are. So we'd like to say, well, no animals were hurt during the making of this art, <laughs> but maybe that's not so much the case. Yeah. So just to give some examples, you know, I've got a whole drawer of spray paint and that's been fairly used and no brands are intended to be pegged here. So I try to kind of cover up a little bit, but you know, we've got resin masks, we've got spray paint. My beautiful daughter uses oil, you know, solvent, danger, all of these things. And then you get the uh, cadmium colors and oil sticks and different things like that. Yeah. So it's not hard to kind of just reach into a drawer and find many, many things that are extremely toxic for artists in the making of the beautiful art. Yeah, and so, it's, hard, yeah. it's hard to give it up when you've sort of figured out your you know, what you like and what you do. Like I find, for example, the cadmium yellow, I know Liquitex came out with a non-cadmium, cadmium yellow. And I was just reading an article on it. I think it was an art, art net about uh, like the seven deadly things that artists use. And of course, cadmium is right at the very top. And it was only because of cadmium, that it, the development of that, that we can get those really intense reds and yellows and oranges that really weren't possible before. And I, they say, oh, you can't tell the difference between the cadmium and the non-cadmium, but I swear I can't. Like, the cadmium colors are just a little bit richer. And so you're kind of in that situation where you have to make a decision of, am I going to reduce the amount? Am I going to use the non-cadmium for health reasons? How big of, is the health issue? You can easily justify, right, that there's still reason to use the full cadmium. And obviously things like mm -hmm. lead and lead paint are not being used anymore. But it's interesting because I was reading, they were saying that one of the reasons that might have contributed to Van Gogh's um, mental health decline was the fact he used to suck on his paintbrushes. And of course, he worked with lead paint. So... Oh. Lead poisoning, right? <laughs> you know, in the future past, but you don't know the time. Yeah, yeah. And I know that your clients are clamoring for the uh, resin. is something that you've become very well known for. But I've also seen your new work without resin with a really beautiful texture. And I love that as well. So, Thanks. Yeah, I am yeah. trying. I'm trying to kind of marry the getting the really super saturated color. Because with the wood grain, once you stain it, it can be a little bit dull. Because like you can imagine as the color sinks into the wood, it sort of dulls it a little bit. So by putting like a, a varnish on top of the panel before I paint on it, that is actually creating, I think, a really nice effect I'm really liking a lot. And the reality is the whole point of palette knife work typically is because it's the palette is textural. Like you want to be able to touch and see the texture and the resin flattens that out. Yeah, I'm kind of for larger pieces especially, I'm trying to I'm kind of trying to move away from that a little bit for well for health reasons and longevity reasons and stuff like that. But also kind of, you know, you move and you change and you kind of want to do something a little bit different, too. So the little treasures are probably always resin just because it makes them a little bit precious. I kind of like I love that preciousness of those. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, I'll look forward to seeing your work as it sort of evolves. And but I know it was a big consideration and you've had more than one conversation with the um uh, with the doctors there just regarding what could it be that is causing you the problem well and they they don't totally know so there's a course of they're still going through a lot of uh, tests and stuff i have no one this afternoon but they think it's suspected that actually it's kind of a maybe a holdover from the pneumonia i had earlier this year is which you know kind of totally wiped me out 
I have to say for me too, it was a little bit of a wake up call because I've always been really healthy to kind of like, oh, maybe I need to think about this stuff a little bit more and not be so blase with assuming I'm going to be healthy forever. Yeah. Especially now looking at myself, I look really old and haggard. But but I think so. And I, and I've done, you know, even when I ordered my uh, mask was interesting because when I ordered it on Amazon, it was an N95 and it kind of said, you know, are you a professional? And I'm like, yeah, I'm a professional artist. So I'm going to tick the professional. And of course now I realize it's like they already were kind of, realizing there was need for the N95 masks with the healthcare, healthcare workers and stuff. But, you know, it kind of reminds me actually of when you're pregnant, like when, uh, you know, when my mother was pregnant, she smoked, I think with my brother or with one of us or whatever, because it was kind of like, you know, that's kind of what people did. Everybody smoked and you might cut down on your cigarettes, but you still smoked. When I was pregnant, there's no way I was going to smoke. And there was no way I was even going to let anybody who smoked inside my house, which you know, 28 years ago was kind of radical. I remember my mom getting kind of pissed off at me. But there were other things that we did do that was totally acceptable at the time. And then now there's things where it's like, well, I can't believe you do that when you're pregnant, right? And you're like, well, you don't know. And hang on a sec. <laughs> Sorry about that. And uh, yeah, I'm sure I'll still be using resin. I'll just be a little more careful. I know. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> And people, yeah, people well, say, you maybe know, you can kind of farm it up to somebody else. I'm like, well, that doesn't really seem right that, you know, it's not good for my health, but I'm willing to have someone else risk their health for it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but it'll be um, nice to kind of, as we sort of open up and getting back to normal a little bit, I think our gallery's starting to open yeah. on Saturdays, so Wednesday to Saturday, and we'll have um, limited people in and practicing social distancing and all that kind of thing. But there's a new show mm-hmm. coming up and... I think we had quite a lot of submissions, so pretty cool to get that going again. Oh, it's going to be so nice, so nice. Yeah, yeah. So I think that I'm going to start painting again. I felt like I'd like to do that. And Lori Mirabelli is having a course, and I've signed up for that because I thought that was kind of fun. Oh, cool. And I love She's my guest next week. I know <laughs> she is. Yeah, absolutely. So that should be uh, kind of interesting. Yeah. And, you know, other than that, it's uh, the, the weather's starting to get nice. We can all go out and get our hair done and our nails, which is kind of cool. Absolutely. Although I had an old friend, old friend visit me in the backyard a week or so ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is probably will be definitely be, uh, will be nice to get back to for sure. I mean, I've been so blessed to have Art Alchemy, you know, because it's, um, yes. I've been able to go there and I find even just change of scenery has been really fabulous. And we're really careful about, you know, who's there and cleaning everything and making sure we're all safe. And Yeah, you know, I, I noticed that there's a lot of work coming out of your studio that's been really, really great. I mean, mm-hmm. you're doing some new things and Lisa Hickey and uh, Karen Jeffries. Yeah. And it's been really, really great. Well, and Linda Brown is their other um, artist. And we haven't really seen much from her because I think she just started her Instagram post. But some really cool okay. um, portraiture, which kind yeah. of is really, really neat. Like I find a lot of people don't do portraits and and right. the figure any, as much anymore. So like I'm really loving this, some of the stuff I'm seeing that she's doing too. Yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it'll be nice once you can open up the bubble and get everybody together because I know the inspiration in the studio is really important. Oh, it's and, great. Yeah. And we also, I mean, we also now have two empty studios, which of course haven't really been able to rent during the COVID. So hoping that, uh, you know, we can get those filled too, because it's kind of, it's a nice energy when everybody's kind of there and able to work and hopefully we'll do oh, yeah. <laughs> have some drink. Yeah. yeah. Some Absolutely. And I guess um, 
do you have any art fairs left or are there are there is there anything that you're participating in uh no so i mean art walk in the square is still potentially a go and actually because it's an outdoor show it looks like it could actually happen and we'll have to do some interesting social distancing um, rules for the artists and stuff which could be kind of a cool thing um art san diego was just canceled so not unexpected and even if we didn't, oh, wow. I didn't think i was going to be able to go to san diego anyway and the one of a kind there's a lot of question about whether or not that's going to happen since it's indoors and even with social distancing how that's going to be kind of managed so that'll probably go online but i think what will end up happening is i'll probably end up having to do more of a um you know maybe we'll do something at art alchemy where we'll have I don't know, a show and sale. It's hard to know because we don't really know what we can do. I mean, at least with Art Alchemy, it's nice because we can control the people coming in and out. But it also has to make, we have to make sure that everybody else within the community and everything is comfortable with that. Well, I think the Bayview Studio Tour is coming up too yeah. at the end of September. And if we can be outside for that, then yeah. that would be. Yeah, I hope that so. So that would be, that'd be fun. I usually do it in my backyard. So that's pray for no rain, but. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. I see Angela just joined as well. Yep. Our creative adventures, and which is another thing on hold, which I really miss. I can have to do again. <laughs> so, are you going to get back into the studio? Or are you are you painting a lot lately? Or? Yeah, I've got well three commissions from last week that I kind of have on the go, and a gallery in Maine that's just opened and has uh, sold some wow. of my pieces. They're looking for more work. So, yeah, I've got lots yeah. to do, which is it's great. Yeah. Like I'm really, I'm excited to get back into the studio and and do some stuff. Yeah, I think that um, you've been doing it for a while, which I haven't, and have the the relationships and the uh, galleries. For me, I've only been in it for a few years and didn't have those relationships. So when things all closed up, that was kind of... Yeah, and I think it's also, it's also, I think, one of those things where it's about building your your database and your, your sales funnel to a certain degree, you know, like, yeah. so... A lot of these sales are from people that saw me three years ago, two years ago. So I think for me, I'm going to see this blip right now with not being able to get out and meet people in two years or in three years when they're ready to buy you know, like a, maybe a larger commission or something like that. Well, yes or no, maybe you'll change and the collectors will keep keep on buying from you. And I'm sure that'll happen. Maybe but, well, um, the galleries are opening now, too. And so they're really actively. I was supposed to actually drop off yeah. a bunch of stuff to Mountain Galleries in Stratford tomorrow, which obviously would know would not happen. Yeah. And then uh, Art Gallery of Hamilton, because I've got some pieces in there um, in their show and sale, too. And so it was kind of like one of those things where everything kind of got a little bit of a grinding to a halt this week. Hopefully get back on it yeah. next week. But the other thing that I was going to say is that through all this time, there are many silver linings. And I think that we can't ignore them. You know, like you're, you've kept a really positive attitude. And I know it's sometimes harder to keep a positive attitude than just sort of circle the drain mm -hmm. but some people call me delusional <laughs> well even still you're getting through it you know yeah. and whatever it takes to do that and i think that you've thrived and you've survived through all of this you were very sick at the beginning of the year but you sort of picked your paint knives up and you've been working like crazy <laughs> and not only with working at your own business but also with artist network and making sure that we had a really awesome online experience gallery and we've had lots of sales through that and i mean that's um, that's been a real intellectual challenge too you know i mean i enjoyed that uh, that piece of it in the same way that if we were able to do our walk on the square it would be interesting to try and strategically and intellectually figure out the pattern of like how do we drive people in there how do we keep people safe how do we provide opportunities for artists to still sell in an environment 
you know, for me, I kind of get yin and yang. Like I suspect you're probably like that as well. Well, I think the challenges bring opportunities. I mean, in the kind of wacky world that I've been living in and what I've been doing, you know, I've sort of learned that I love working with fabrics and I was never um, a sewer before, you know, I would pull out the, um, the sewing machine, the dusty sewing machine to uh, do pillows or something like that whenever I needed. But other than that, I, I wasn't a sewer. And so I put in a lot of time and I've kind of learned that it's just a different medium. It's, you know, there are beautiful fabrics and putting fronts and backs together and making sure the construction is good and is it safe and does it, and, and those are all things that may not seem important to a lot of people, but became very, very important to me and to what I was doing because um, probably like you, I only do things one way and that's the right way and do the best I can yeah. with the information I have. And even in the beginning of it, it was challenging and you had to be really resourceful to find things, fabrics, find materials. Like I wasn't one of the ones that took all my old sheets and cut them up and started sell started giving them away for masks. But I would go, you know, masked down to Queen Street to a shop that was all papered up and <laughs> knock on the door and phone the person and it was a pretty good experience, you know, just to source things and that sort of thing. And I learned a lot from that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So your masks are available. It's so the company's backyard studio, which is super cool because now it's yes. your backyard studio. And they're available yes. at Blue Crow. And are they available from you as well or just from Blue Crow? The goal, and especially with Jody taking them on, we both just want to get them out to people. So people are sort of slowly realizing, oh, I have a mask. Well, guess what? You need to change them like underwear because, you know, you need one every day. You need to wash it every time you wear it. You can't use it again after you've contaminated it. And they have to match your outfit. Ooh. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and so like for me, I've got roots. If I've had people that are, you know, gin and tonic lovers <laughs> and whatever. But uh, th those were the lines. They all went yesterday. But yeah, no, I'm making them on an ongoing basis and having a lot of fun. So they are available at Luco Gallery. And uh, Jody also sells Karen Jeffries masks. And hers are different. And as Jody says, people are looking for one type or the other. Not many people make the pleated masks like I do. I make them because I think that they're safer. But everybody usually likes the fitted ones because they look better. But yeah so yeah well that's i really uh, it's been great like i really appreciated you uh you know being game to do this interview because we weren't really sure if it was gonna happen or not because i wasn't sure when i was gonna have this next test and people coming in for blood work or whatever so thank you so much for kind of being game to that and yeah, um yeah. next and I, week we have laurie mirabelli who um will be able to talk to about her i guess the courses she's doing as well as her work and she's you know, she's also kind of really out there kind of spreading her brand and, and sharing her story. And after that, we've got Marjolyn Vanderhart, memory art girl, who's actually on today. So thanks. Hi, Marjolyn. Yeah. Um, we'll <laughs> talking about her art. And she um, works very much with uh, sort of memories, which is, I think, probably really, really kind of important now as people are kind of having more time to sit and think about their lives and their history and their past. But also she's actually just launched a social media, digital media course, which will be amazing, too. Thank you so much, everybody, for your kind of uh, good wishes and stuff. I was pretty overwhelmed with kind of the concerned thoughts. So I do appreciate that. And thank you, Carolyn, for taking the time. Well, thank you. And I, I think it was an important subject today because you sitting in the hospital and artists worrying how the materials we use can affect 
what they're doing is really critical. And I think that artists need to know it and they need to think about it. And collectors also do. Yeah. So, you know, it, it is something that, yeah, we need to think about. We didn't. <laughs> anyway, it was great to see you because I know you can't have any visitors. Nope. You're only up the street from where I live, but uh, <laughs> no. that doesn't I didn't matter. Even get a lot of, your husband. I don't even get a lot of like uh, nurses and stuff come in because they have to be in the full COVID gear, like the N95 mask, the gown, the face mask. Wow. I mean, I think those are our heroes today. Totally. You know? They're so great. So great. And to experience that is uh, is very heartwarming. So again, okay. stay safe and get better. I will. Let's get back to normal someday soon. <laughs> right. We'll see you at the next opening at the Leslie Grove Gallery. <laughs> oh, for okay. sure. Okay, take thanks care. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Okay, thanks bye. Thanks so much. And thanks, everybody, for joining us. And um, I hope you have a great day. Stay safe. Be careful. And um, best wishes to everybody.